This is Untitled MMA. Untitled MMA podcast. It is. It's either Dece- or November twelfth or thirteenth. I don't know when this is coming out, so it's one of those two days. But uh, before we get started, I'm Buju. I am Brendan. I'm Bryce. So we're coming off of the UFC Denver uh, UFC anniversary card with Yair Rodriguez and Korean Zombie. Obviously, the thing everybody talking about is the knockout in the at four fifty nine of the fifth round in the main event. Yair Rodriguez with an uppercut elbow while bending down, catching Korean Zombie on the chin and putting him out with less than a second left on the clock. Arguably the craziest knockout in UFC history. Yes, very much so. I mean, it was the more I texted you about this earlier, the more I watched it, because I probably have seen the replay probably about 100 times today. The more I watch it, the more in awe I am, just because of what it actually is. It took me the first 15 watches before I even realized the way his elbow was contorted. It was so crazy. I didn't even know how he knocked him out. I didn't know if it was a headbutt, elbow, or fist. I didn't know what it was. I had to watch it a good few times to see how he knocked him out. The first couple times I watched it, I thought it was like it like butted heads or he just like caught him on the shoulder or something like that. Like zombie, like headbutted. Yeah, your shoulder. I had no fucking idea what happened, and I finally realized it was the elbow that caught him. Is there a crazier knockout that you can think of? Off the top of my head, no. I don't know who remember fucking KOs like that off the top of their head. Not I. Maybe Anderson front kicking Vitor, but even that, I don't think that's crazier. No. So yeah. Um, and then in the co-main event, Cowboy Cerrone becomes the winningest UFC fighter of all time and the most finishes of all time. Breaks Mike uh, Perry's arm in a arm bar to finish that one. I didn't know it was broke. Yeah, he snapped his arm. Cowboy said he felt it snap, and Perry didn't tap out right away either. So but That's because Mike Perry is a silly boy. Yeah, he is. Um, cool moment with Cowboy and his uh, son in the cage after the fight, too. Shout out, Huge shout-out to Jackson Cerrone. Dude was a goat in there with his little belt buckle. Jackson Danger Cerrone, that's his name. Yeah. That's the most Cowboys kid name I've ever his, heard. That's his actual middle name. Danger. Mitter. Yeah. Right? I thought, I, thought, crazy? I thought they were just saying that to be funny. No, that's his middle I, name. I, th- I heard them say it a few times, so I think it's a legit deal. I think it's fucking badass. <laughs> that's weird. It's a Cowboy thing, though. It is a very Cowboy thing. I also liked, to be weird, I also liked his look. I like the long beard with the short hair. That's it's a very Cowboy good look in my opinion it'll also be a good look once he goes back down to 155 starts fighting guys his own size again yes 100 percent. and it sounds like I'm that's very the way happy he's going. to hear that yeah it sounds like that's the way he's going so we've been calling for that for some time now who would so, you like to see him fight since he doesn't have anybody that he would like to fight justin gaichi yeah gaichi's a good call um without looking, let me pull up the rankings and then i think pettis would be fun it would be Rematch, i just think yeah. that you you just can't throw him. He fought, what, maybe a top 15 in Mike Perry? I don't know if he was ranked at the moment or not. 
I think just giving him uh, Pettis right out the gate is a little too high to justify. And Pettis did just break his hand, too. I'm Gaethje's ranked higher than Pettis, though. So. Oh, shit. What do I know? What are the rankings? At lightweight. Hold on. I don't know why it's pulling up random fighters here. It's kind of weird that Gaethje's ahead of Pettis. Ferguson, McGregor, Poirier, Lee, Barboza, Gaethje, Pettis, Iaquinta, Diaz, Chiesa, Vic, Hernandez, Trinaldo, Hooker, Felder. Is Ga- Gaethje coming off a win? Yes, right. Then that's semi-understandable since it's coming off a loss. Yeah, he after he lost to. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I don't know why I'm gonna start guessing. Or no? Or yeah, he beat James Vick. Oh, that's right. Eh, yeah, I guess I that puts him. I would, I would say that probably puts him ahead of Pettis, but Pettis did lose to the not the number one contender. Oh, Cowboy versus Iaquinta is interesting. Kiesa or Kiesa's going up, isn't he? Yes, he is. So. So he'll be out of those soon. Gaethje, Iaquinta, Hernandez would be interesting. Trinaldo would be interesting. Paul Felder would be interesting, but I think they're friends, so I don't know if that's going to happen. But that'd be a very good fight, too. Yeah. Lots of good matchups for Cowboy back at 155. Where do you see his uh, ceiling being? Because he called out Khabib. Oof. Oh, I don't know. If that's I thought he didn't have any interest. <laughs> Did he, he said in the interview that I saw he didn't have like a preference, like Brendan said. Uh, I... And then I heard people on Twitter saying that in one of his other interviews that he did. So, it's I don't Khabib. know. Uh, he can beat, I'd say he can beat anybody in that division outside of Khabib, Tony, Connor, and I, I, he might be able to pull it off against one of them too. So Yeah, I think, honestly, out of those three, he's got the best shot against Khabib because Khabib's game is on the ground and his jiu-jitsu is super great. And I just don't know how good his jiu-jitsu is and also has actually i don't know if anybody has anybody has really kicked khabib yeah i don't know i know i know you can go for like a single leg soon as you after a kick and all so that's that's not like cowboys uncomfortable on the bottom either granted exactly being on the bottom against khabib is a little different story but still yeah seeing him tie up with ferguson would be interesting obviously if he gets connor down connor would be in trouble i i think every fight at lightweight is winnable for cowboy i just don't know if he could pull it off. If he could pull it off against those top three guys. Yeah, I feel. I feel. Definitely happy to have him back. Um, at 155. So what do you do next with Yair Rodriguez? You give him... Oof. Uh, you want me to read off the rankings at Featherweight? Yeah, please. Did he cut his hair? Because I don't remember his hair being that short. Or am I crazy? It definitely has been give or take that long before. So he was at number 15 going into this. Uh, Ortega number one, obviously, but he's fighting Max Holloway. Jose Aldo, Frankie Edgar, Hinato Moicano, Chad Mendez, Jeremy Stevens, Cub Swanson, Merksak Bektik, Josh Emmett, Korean Zombie, who will obviously drop, Alexander Volkanovsky, Ricardo Lamas, Darren Elkins, they're fighting each other on this card, Zabit Magomed Shapirov. I think that might be the fight to make. Yeah, especially because it was booked at one point, and then we had the whole yeah. <coughs> fired for a day thing. Yeah, that was the weirdest... UFC move of all time. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's up there. That, it's, that's almost too obvious to even like come up with something else. Like, is it B yeah, versus without Yair's a doubt. Move? Y versus but, Z. Yeah. Ow! One thing, uh, <laughs> that uh, was really loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I pinched my finger. I yelled, ow, really loud. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last point before we do move on from this main event, though. One thing I thought was pretty cool was twice in the uh, fifth round, 
they just stopped and just raised their arms to really just hear, get the crowd going. I thought it was just a cool moment. And I do recommend that you watch the whole thing if you haven't. Yeah, I've only seen the highlights. Bryce is the only one that saw the whole fight. Uh, is it a fight of the century contender like everybody's making it out to be? It's a fight of the year contender, probably. If you think that Weidman Jacare was, it's at least that good. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Um, what else do I want to bring up? Oh, Yair Rodriguez has probably ruined the fun, though, by knocking somebody out after the whole point at the ground and let's fucking throw down for the last 10 seconds. That's probably not going to happen anymore. <laughs> and besides Brother Max, Brother Max will do it for the yeah, island. That's right, for the island, as always. Um... Nothing really else on this. Uh, Jermaine Duran me got a win against Raquel Pennington. No one cares. Yeah, kind of a very whatever win there. Then we draw even. We had two different. I had you had to. We only ended up having three picks because the Benavidez board fight got pulled. So I won. To Cerrone, I, I had Perry. And I went two and one. Did you have Perry? I had Perry, and I saw. I him. never posted the picks. It was only on the podcast. So wow, yeah. that's. That's sad. I, I had you. Cerrone. I don't. Did you? I'm pretty sure you picked Perry too, didn't you? No, Bruce, you had you Cerrone. S- you switched from Yair because he was on short notice, so you picked Zombie at the last second. Fuck. <laughs> I went yeah. back to listen to the last. I'm pretty sure that I was the only one that had anything different, and I had Cerrone. I was two and one because I picked Cerrone and Cerrone, Durandamy, and Zombie. Then I was Ooh, one and two. That's what I had too. So I gained one on Brendan. So did I. Bet. Don't um, call it a comeback, boys. Fuck. Why did I change? So, I don't, nothing else on this card, really. It seemed like there was a lot of decent finishes, but I've only seen videos. I don't really know the names. So, Right. Uh, moving on. It was Before we do move on, though, the uh, retro logo in the middle of the octagon. That was dope. Beautiful Big fucking touch. Move. Rarely does the UFC nail something so hard. That was perfect. You said it was weird. It, the logo itself stinks. The fact that they did it, though, was awesome. It looked cool as a, like a retro thing for the event. Uh, I kind of like the logo. I don't know. <laughs> the fucking guys, the strongman guy standing on top of the world. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think it big stinks. Big stinks? I think I think it just needs to be their new logo again. That's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> you like the logo? I don't like the logo. Oh. The big stinks was the whitest thing you could ever say. <laughs> it big stinks. <laughs> um, so now moving on from the card. It seems like flyweight is gone, but not because we're having a flyweight title fight where the bantamweight champion is going down to fight the flyweight champion. But they're get, getting rid of flyweights, so what's and going we've on? Got flyweights on like all these cards. I mean, and they just scheduled another fight for Benavides. Yeah, I don't think that it's going anywhere. I think that they're probably trimming it down because, to be fair, a lot of the guys suck. Like so, Jose, getting rid of Shorty Torres though is like a weird move if you're trying to build the division. That's like he's the flyweight prospect, I would think. Yeah, and he actually though was very disappointing in my opinion in yeah. his few UFC bouts that he had. What is it? Did it only end up being Shorty Torres and Jared Brooks that got released? Uh, those are the two names that come to mind. There might have been a couple others, but I'm not sure. I can't really think of anybody else. But I mean, Torres said that he's holding their getting of the division, didn't he? Yeah, that's Unless yeah, that's what he had said. But I mean, it doesn't make sense if. What do you think it, about? Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think about them having TJ go down to one twenty five instead of Cejudo coming up? He wanted to do it for Mighty Mouse, and so I think story. that he's more deserving of a champ champ 
thing than uh, Cejudo, wouldn't you? That's a fair point. It's just, I don't know. It, like, TJ's been the champion longer. Granted, Cejudo just beat the one of the best fighters of all time. But it's like, I, Cejudo should be the one that has to change weight classes, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But when yeah. the point you bring up where TJ's more deserving of the champ champ uh, role... That's a fair point too. So I don't. It's not TJ's not going to defend the 125 pound belt though if he wins it. No way. So I don't know, Brendan. What I see if he wins it, that might be when they dissolve it. That's fair. I mean, and then they have other guy if whoever they want to keep, they have to move up. But then you still have other 125 pound fights scheduled. I got nothing, dude. Brendan, thoughts? If Sahudo winning, if there's more fights. For TJ, what what weight is TJ? TJ fights at one thirty five. He's going down to one twenty five for the, the Cejudo fight, which I feel like it makes more sense because there's more fights at one thirty five. So, right, why defend the one thirty five belt when there's other fights to make at one thirty five compared to one twenty five? Right, that's, that's the that's the only way I see it. Yeah, um, you know, like if we're going to get rid of the hundred twenty five pound division, and even if it's not right now, it does seem like it's still going that way. I don't know. You're kind of you're blowing up the division if TJ wins the belt, and then like if he loses, the 135 pound champion is still a champion but lost at 125. I don't know. They're setting That's themselves the thing up with for, all these champ champ fights. They're setting themselves up for a very weird situation. Yeah, I mean without a doubt, but I do think that it's probably going to result in the flyweight division being dissolved by probably this time next year. Who's your, who's your pick? Early pick right now for Cejudo Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Yeah, I Dillashaw. He's a pretty decent-sized favorite, too, as of right now. So, I just think that, for one, he'll be a bigger guy, which is something Cejudo hasn't had to deal with at flyweight. And his, he's just really good all around. More silliness in MMA. The Floyd fight that got announced, and we talked about last week, Ugh. and then the next day it's just not happening. What a... Gosh, this is so, such a frustrating situation. Because he, there was a press conference, and he said he wanted to put a show on for, like, the Japanese people, right? Right. And then he goes on Instagram and says, I was not made aware that this was a public thing. Like, shut up. You're stupid. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. You're just dumb. I take it you don't believe his explanation either. No, not at all. That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Language. But if definitely what he said at the press conference doesn't line up with what he said in his Instagram post afterwards. So either he was lying at the press conference or he's lying in his Instagram post, one of the two. Um, it's like a fight that got announced, and even though it was official at that moment, it still never really felt like a fight that was going to happen. So it's right. not that surprising that it got called off. It was very weird anyway, but only made weirder by Floyd calling it off the day after it was announced, basically. Yeah, and he claimed that it was supposed to be like a three three minute round boxing match in front of like uh, invited guests or whatever. Yeah, it was a private event for a very large fee. So I'm reading the his post now. Is that a thing that happens? Like that he could have even believed that it was going to happen. You know what I mean? Well, he says at the end he's he's a retired boxer that earns an unprecedented amount of money globally for appearances, speaking engagements, and occasional small exhibitions. Floyd stinks. Yeah, big time. 
Who? By the way, I'm big sick boy right now, so please excuse me for sounding nasally. Brendan. Who announced the fight? Ryzen. But Floyd was at the press conference where they announced it. Oh, so he is guilty. No yeah, matter. for sure. I was, I was like, why are you blaming him if he wasn't the one that announced it? Yeah. Now, now I understand. He was at the press conference. He said, like Bryce said, he was there. He said at the press conference, uh, I'm fighting over here to expand the um, Mayweather Promotions brand and expose my fighters to the Japanese audience and stuff like that. And then the next day he says that Ryzen basically lied to him about how they booked it, but he was at the press conference talking about it like it was a public event. So I don't know. He was either lying at the press conference or he's lying in the Instagram post. It's one of the big garbage move. Big stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, Darren Till called out Anderson Silva for the UFC London card. Thoughts? Who I don't hate who? it. I mean, all Darren. That just to me sounds like Darren Till is going up to 185 so- sooner rather than later. Darren Till called out Anderson Silva for the UFC London card. Um. Oh my God. Why would, you, why, why would you call out Anderson Silva? Yeah, it's not. I, granted, it's kind of like a it's a money fight, I guess. But it's not going to be on pay per view, is it? No, fuck Till. I don't even Probably like him. Not. I don't even like him anymore for calling out Anderson Silva. It's not a. It's definitely not a move that's going to advance your career in 2019. Bryce. But yeah, I get that. But for one, it's a resume thing to where people say. Five years from now, oh, he beat Anderson Silva. Fuck that. Fuck Till. Why no, would you I don't want even that? want to hear it. Just calm down, buddy. No, fuck then... Till. <laughs> it's now almost like fuck Till and fuck Khabib are on the same fuck level. Why? <laughs> Khabib and Till are on the same fuck level. <laughs> um, as I was saying, it's not a move that's advancing your career in 2019. And to counter Bryce's point where five years from now it looks good on your resume... Who cares about five years from now? Darren Tilney's boring about right now. He just lost. He, I mean, he looked terrible in a title fight, and he needs to like rebuild him, rebuild his reputation to get himself back to that level. And if he's moving to a different weight class, calling out Anderson Silva in 2019 is not the way to kick yourself off in that weight class. Fight a Derek Brunson or somebody who is legitimate in that weight class. Or maybe he doesn't even want to fight him. He's called him out just to get the attention that he's getting right now on this podcast type thing. Yeah, he wants to be talked about on the Untitled MMA podcast. It's possible. I mean, if Darren Till wants to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome, yeah, buddy. Just to, shoot us a DM. Care to come on the podcast and discuss? I'll need a fucking translator because I cannot understand Darren Till. It's okay. We'll, we'll need some better audio quality, though, because, I mean, if he's got this Skype quality that I roll with, it would be tough. Um, Anything else on that or no? No, I think it's a good move for him, money-wise. I think you're wrong. You want to fight about it? <laughs> I mean, we can. I just don't see where how it, it's going to be a TV card, so he's not going to be getting pay-per-view points. Even if it was on pay-per-view, I don't know how many buys Anderson Silva's drawing in 2019. So from a money aspect, I don't see how he's gaining there, unless you want to say it's a guaranteed win, so he's going to get that win bonus. There's going to be, I guarantee it'd be a main event, because if it's a TV card, Anderson Silva's going to headline it. But if it's in London, it's going to be a main event if he's fighting fucking, I don't know, who's a bum at 185? I don't know, Derek Brunson. <laughs> I didn't want to say it twice. <laughs> but I think that's one reason. He's probably going to get a, a win bonus and possibly a performance bonus because of what he will do to an old Anderson 
and it looks good when you move up to a new division with an impressive win over a legend. Darren Till's number two at welterweight. He wants to go to middleweight and fight an unranked middleweight. That doesn't make any sense to me. Let's do it. Granted, it's Anderson Silva, so it's a little bit different story. But wasn't it his last fight a title fight too? Yeah. Going from a title fight to a, a retired, unranked right. Anderson Silva Go is Go fight weird. Elias Theodoro or David Branch or Brad Tavares. Fight somebody who's a decent name right now at middleweight. Make yourself formidable at that weight. Anderson Silva doesn't help you at all. Maybe fight Anderson Silva. Maybe some extra eyeballs. I could see them doing it if it's going to be a card on ESPN. That's the only way I see that fight being scheduled. Fuck Till. <laughs> I'm with Brendan. Fuck Till. Wow. Fuck Till. Remember when he said he didn't do, care about his it. fucking children? Fuck that guy. He said that? Yeah. <laughs> in the lead up to the Woodley fight, he said he <laughs> has a kid in Brazil and he has another kid on the way, but I don't care or something like that. That's... I think he was explaining that he just focuses in on his training, but Poor yeah, it didn't come off very well. Um, Do, do we want to get into picks already? Uh, is there nothing else you have? I have a scary story. You want to hear a scary story? <laughs> Sure, let's hear it. All right. We're keeping the spooky season theme, even though we're three weeks out of spooky season by now. All right, so Hunter's lost in the woods, and he needs to, like, sleep for the night. So he comes across the shelter. It looks abandoned or whatever. He goes inside and doesn't find anybody, but there's all these, there's, like, dozens of pictures of just people's faces on the wall, right? I'm running. Huh? I'm running. There's just pictures of faces, but there's nobody in there, so he lays down on the bed, goes to sleep. Wakes up in the middle of the night, and the pictures on the wall, they're all still there, but some of them are, like, rearranged, and there's new pictures up. But he goes back to sleep, doesn't think anything of it. Wakes up in the morning, and there's no pictures, but there's dozens of windows. Woo! Hot diggity dog. <laughs> all right, let's do pics. <laughs> I don't know how scary that. I mean, there's I just... a bunch of people watching him sleep in the middle of the night. Yeah, I guess, but it's, it's weird. I think it's more weird than anything. It's a if that was you, you would have crapped your pants. I would have left after. Yeah, I, I seen pictures. I would have never been wall. in a fucking abandoned hut in the woods anyway. <laughs> this is true. All right, we can make picks for this weekend's card. The I guess it's in Argentina per Bryce. So if that's wrong, yes. at him. In Buenos Aires. Um, there we were picking five fights, but apparently the Cesar Fajeda fight's been canceled, so we're down to four. The first fight we're yeah, picking: he's... Cynthia Calvillo versus Pollyanna Batello. That's what I'm gonna go with on that pronunciation. Uh, it is in the flyweight division, I assume. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Calvillo, the plus one hundred five underdog. Uh, Batello, the minus one twenty five favorite. Uh, Calvillo was being hyped up to be like the next thing at one twelve or one fifteen. It hasn't really worked out in her favor yet. She hasn't looked all that impressive. It is at 115. It is at 115. Okay. Um, she hasn't been all that impressive in the performances she's had. She lost to, Car- to Carlos Bars in her last fight. Her fights against Joanne Calderwood, Pearl Gonzalez. Didn't necessarily look all that uh, impressive, although she did get the wins in those fights. So the hype machine behind Calvillo has slowed down a little bit, enough that she is an underdog to a relatively unknown Pollyanna Botello, who is undefeated in the UFC has one loss on her record, which is the same as Calvillo. Uh, I'm going to pick Calvillo in this one because even though Botello does have UFC experience, she doesn't have as much as Calvillo. Calvillo's had a little bit more experience against top fighters, and despite not looking all that impressive in those fights, she still did get the win, and despite her being the underdog in this fight, I'm picking her to win. Yay, we have something different. I have Poly... Poly... 
His mic came unplugged. Please hold. There's dogs barking. It's all falling apart now, folks. Oh, it's because of that spooky story. It was. It's the faces <laughs> in the windows. Do, 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 do. Pressure's on, Brennan. Make sure it's in all the way. Right. You can stop, Bryce. <laughs> Please stop. All right, Brendan. I have Poliana Botello. Don't know how to say her name either. She's on a two-fight win streak. One of them is a 33-second KO. So going based off that, I don't know nothing about her. I assume she's a good pressure striker, which may lead her to a finish or a decision win. So I got Poliana. I have Bay. Calvillo. I don't have a whole lot of reasoning behind it, other than, like you said, she's fought better people, and she's won most of them. The next fight we're picking on this card, Khalil Roundtree. Oop, I lost my spot. Khalil Roundtree taking on Johnny Walker, who is a very generic MMA fighter from Brazil, it sounds like. Johnny Walker from Brazil. Wild stuff to me. Um, Roundtree, the minus 260 favorite to Johnny Walker's plus 220 underdog. Um, I'm picking Cleo Roundtree in this one, coming off the very impressive knockout of Gokan Saki. Uh, hasn't always looked super impressive in the UFC, but he does have very impressive wins like that knockout against Saki. Um, and this is uh, Walker's UFC proper debut. He does have a fight on the Contender Series, but this is his debut in the main promotion. So uh, UFC octagon jitters, all that. I'm picking Cleo Roundtree to win this one. I have I have Cleo as well. They're both stand up fighters. Just based going off that he doesn't have too many fights or not Cleo, but his Walker. opponent Walker doesn't have too many fights in the UFC. Got that inexperience in him, so I'm automatically assuming he's less of a striker compared to Roundtree. Less power, not as good as a fighter. So I have Cleo. I have Cleo as well. I think Johnny Walker. He's according to Tapology again. Shout out to them. He's the best. Uh, Brazilian slash UK light heavyweight and heavyweight. Brazilian slash UK. Because he's from Brazil, so they ranked him there, and he trains in the UK in Ireland, so they have him ranked there as well. Very weird mix, but I do think that he's not quite ready, and he's probably going to get uh, brought to a screeching halt against Khalil Roundtree in the form of a brutal knockout. The co-main event in the evening, Ricardo Lamas is a minus 250 favorite against the plus 210 underdog in Darren Elkins. Uh, I'm going to pick Ricardo Lamas in this one because even though Elkins does have a few signature wins lately, the ones he did when he had to come back late to, to win those fights. And Ricardo Lamas, while his record lately isn't all that impressive and his last two losses have been to Merksad Bektik and Josh Emmett, who aren't all that great names, he did have wins over Jason Knight and Charles Oliveira previous to that a loss to Max Holloway, a win over Diego Sanchez, a loss to Chad Mendez. So very impressive names on his resume. Even though he didn't necessarily beat all of them, I think Ricardo Lamas is a little bit better of a fighter going into this fight with Darren Elkins. So I'm going to pick him in this one. I got Lamas as well. I, I thought he had more wins as of late compared to what you just said. It's kind of weird that he has so many losses. I feel like his name was better than what you said based off his win and loss record. But I have Lamas. I also have Lamas. I think that Darren Elkins is the type of dude that he just has to persevere through a fight and hope he gets lucky and lands that big shot after whoever's beating the crap out of him gets tired. And I just don't see it panning out for him in this one. The main event of the evening, we have Neil Magny, a plus 275 underdog, against Santiago Ponzinibbio, one of the coolest names in MMA, a minus 335 favorite. Um, 
I think it's a little closer than what the odds show. Magny does have fights against very impressive names. He had a win over Carlos Condit. He had a knockout win in his last fight against Craig White. Granted, not that all, not all that great of a name. Lost to Rafael dos Anjos. Win over Johnny Hendricks. Win over Hector Lombard. So he does have big names on his resume. Ponzinibbio doesn't really have that outside of Gunnar Nelson. So despite Magny having the better experience against better guys, I think Ponzinibbio right now is a better fighter. I think he probably finishes Neil Magny in this one. I have Santiago as well. I don't feel like pronouncing his last name. Okay. Rice. Okay. Uh, I have Neil Magny here. Um, and I think that he's just a really long game fighter with generally good strategies. I've never seen Santiago Ponzinibbio fight. Um, I'm hoping it'll be good. I'll definitely be tuning in. All right. Do we have anything else we want to touch on? This was a short episode if we stop now. Yeah, this was. Uh... Shoot, what's going on? Misha Tate's vice president of one championship. Yeah, what did you think about that? That is, because isn't she also going to commentate? Is that what I read? I don't know about that. I think I read that she's going to be a commentator and the vice president. It sounds like a really weird move. Like, she didn't she also just have her baby? Yes, and she's moving and her she's whole family move to, to Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. What qualifies her to be the vice president of a major promotion? I don't know. I could see her, like, being, like... Like an ambassador or something? Yeah, I see but that. a vice president with, like, legitimate duties? I, I mean, no disrespect to Misha Tate, but I just don't think that this is uh, the most sound business move I've ever heard of. I heard. But I, I don't blame her for uh, taking it. No. I read that, like, he just said she's a very kind, respectable person. So, I mean, she obviously has the personality, but does she have what it takes to be the vice president of a growing business? Is It It almost makes me wonder, is it just, like, they have her name in there, like, what am I trying to say here? She's basically, like, a major part of the business side of the promotion. So is it kind of like, one, extending an olive branch to these American fighters where, like, We'll take care of you here because we have like Misha Tate's on our board. We have Demetrius Johnson now. We had it. Eddie Alvarez. Is it almost just like a um, optics thing more than a, like Misha Tate's actually going to be in the fucking boardroom making moves? Yeah, it definitely could be because as I'm reading through one of this article, it also says she'd be interested in competing with uh, in grappling contests. So I think that this is more so. <coughs> hey, hey, look at us. We have Misha Tate. Hey, hey, look at us. We have Eddie Alvarez, Demetrius Johnson, all that good stuff. It's a weird time in MMA. All, all these names that they oh. have, they're definitely, they're definitely growing like almost exponentially because mm-hmm. I never heard of them until they got like Demetrius and all these people. Right. Obviously, don't pay attention to outside businesses, corporations, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. That's not the UFC or Bellator, I guess you could say. So that's kind of on me rather than... Just them growing, I guess you could say, but yeah. They have been a somewhat legitimate organization, but you're never going to appeal to the American audience unless you have names the American audience knows. And the only one they had up until now was Ben Askren. Now he's gone. Mm-hmm. And Not a have, whole lot of people really knew that. Right, and they have Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez, who every single MMA fan knows who both of those guys are. So Exactly. I, I just still don't see them like... They have a long way to go if they want to start making moves in the American market MMA. Uh, granted, being the biggest promotion in China is a pretty big deal because it's the most populated country in the world, yeah? Yeah. So if that's... But, I mean, you also have to think that they're severely 
not profitable. And, and they would tell you otherwise. They tell you that they're like, they're basically the most profitable MMA promotion around. But any According MMA to, business people highly disagree with that. Yeah, a lot of people strongly, strongly disagree. It is good for MMA. What are your thoughts? Like, what's better for MMA is where, would it be where the UFC is basically the monopoly where all the best fighters are in one promotion? Or is it where there's healthy competition between promotions where maybe Bellator signs a few more names, they start taking some viewers away from the UFC, 1FC's doing their thing in China, Ryzen's doing their thing in Japan. Is it better for MMA if all these corporations, better for the MMA fan, I should say, is it better if all these promotions are more even, or is it better if all the best fighters are in one promotion? Competitiveness is key for everything, for all innovation and stuff like that. Anyone will tell you that. And so I think that it's better for the MMA fan, although, I mean, it's a little bit, if you were a great fan, it kind of sucks if it's even, because there's good fights going on every weekend, all night. Mm-hmm. But, but it's best for them, because if uh, Bellator steps up, the UFC has to step up right back in order to get that. And so it'll increase the experience value for everyone involved. It'll be interesting. Oh, Brandon, sorry. Yeah, you'd be a better player if you're practicing practicing against LeBron James than if you're practicing against Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> I don't know. Shots fired. The more difficult competition, like Bryce said, is the more you the better you'll get yourself because the better competition raises your level. So yeah, I agree with that. But also, when you think of ever, other sports, there's only one main sport with or one more like corporation, mm-hmm. whether it's MLB, right. NFL, NBA. yeah, all but those. Th- there's only really America, one. Though. I mean, any global sport, though, in general, leads to there being talent distributed all over the world. Yeah, like more like a soccer type of thing where you have yeah. Europe. And like all, all of Europe is really good. And that's true, too. But when you talk about soccer, like the best teams are still end up playing each other because they're in the Champions League, correct? I don't really understand how it works. Yeah, like, essentially. Real Madrid could still play Manchester United if those are two of the best teams in the world. Yes. If you have different MMA fighters in different organizations, they're not necessarily fighting each other. For now. I mean, maybe that's something else that could happen in the future, have a Grand Prix of champions. That's the only thing that worries me is, like, if we get to a point where Khabib is in the UFC but Tony Ferguson's in 1FC and that fight can't happen, that's not good for MMA. Yeah, I definitely understand it. And, I mean, the point you make about the best not being the best fights not necessarily always being able to happen is mm-hmm. unfortunate. But we'll see how it all shakes out. Because, like, there's some Bellator guys that I'd love, like uh, Michael Van Page, I'd like to see in the UFC against right. some guys. But I would love to have I, three MMA promotions where, like, these are all must-watch TV for their big cards. But we're a long way away from that happening still. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I said, I think ultimately the best thing would be if everyone was more even than not. Yeah. As long as those big fights are still happening, I'm fine with more competition among promotions. I think it's best for the sport if there's competition among promotions, as long as the big fights are still happening. Yeah. And that's, that was boxing's biggest problem for a long time and arguably still is where the biggest guys aren't fighting each other until it's too late because they're signed to different promotions. So. Hopefully that we don't see that problem in MMA. Yeah. And, I mean, last time uh, the UFC had a whole lot of competition with Strikeforce, they just bought it. So right. and there's that. Pride. So. All right. One more thing before we close out. Off the top of your head. 
top three favorite fighters right now? Ooh. Uh, I got Max, Joanna, and oof, Brendan. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, think about it. Max. The third is hard. Hard yeah. for me. Two is easy. Take one up that third one. Max, maybe. Mm, I was gonna say name, but I retracted it. Nate. What? I said I was going to Nate. say a name and retracted it. Oh. Off the top of my head, I'll probably say Pettis, Max, Connor. Yeah, I think Connor's probably my number three. That was the name that I retracted. <laughs> Even though you fucking <laughs> my top him. two were without a doubt uh, Connor and Max, but after that, who did you say, I Brendan? Mean, Pettis, Connor, Max. Okay. Robbie Lawler, Bryce. Oh, he dropped Robbie a long time ago. I mean, I wouldn't say I dropped him, but he just hasn't fighted. So here's like a decent he... subject: Who are fighters that you loved at one time, but now you either hate them or you just totally don't care about them at all? Bryce, Travis Brown for you. Yes, without a doubt. Brendan, can you think of any? I can't right now. Probably Bobby. PVZ. I was a big PVZ guy, but who gives a fuck about it in her besides looking at her Instagram photos? <laughs> Uh, he was also a big Khabib guy for half a second. Who? You. That was that you. That was you, dog. That, no, it yeah, definitely I was never, him as well. I don't think I so. I always hated Khabib because of Pettis. No, I definitely remember a time where you were a Khabib guy. I don't never think that ever happened, Khabib. my guy. It was leading up to the Daryl Horcher fight that ended up happening. I can't oh. remember what was scheduled originally. He was a big Khabib guy. Never liked Khabib because uh, of Pettis. <laughs> I always hated his fucking hat, too. He did always hate the hat. That's confirmed. Yes. I go back and forth on Connor all the time. Anybody who listens to that show knows that. Yeah, that and show? we don't want you that anymore. Show. Get away. Fuck you. Fuck you, Bryce. <laughs> Glad you're sick. <laughs> all right, we can go ahead and wrap this up. We're struggling with these <laughs> subjects to round out time here. Um, you can follow everything we do at UntitledMMA.com. Fight picks, fight previews, fighter spotlights, this podcast. Everything is at UntitledMMA.com. You can follow us on social media at UntitledMMA on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, UntitledMMA on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you find the wherever you find podcasts. This one is there. Rate, review, subscribe, whatever you do on those platforms. Do us a favor. Uh, you can buy the Champ Champ shirt at untitled the untitledmma.com store. Uh, that does it for me. Bryce has a thing, which we forgot. Uh, to oh, I forgot to do it today. Yeah, actually, so before I do do this, I will check. But if you have any questions for us. Feel free to send us a tweet using the hashtag AskUntitled on Twitter. We'll check it before every show or during every show like we are right now. And we will ask it or answer it. You can ask us about MMA, scary stories like we went over today. <laughs> send us some we talked stories. about movies. Just everything. Let's see if there's anything. Survey says no. We still do not have a bum, question. Bum, 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 so... Feel free to shoot us a tweet using the hashtag AskUntitled. We try to remember to shoot out a tweet a few hours before recording. Today we recorded a day early, so I dropped the ball. But other than that, it's a wrap.